ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children 18 plus, you are tuned in to the Lone Officer Podcast with me, Dustin Owen, and my main man, JC, John Coleman. Dio was popping. Hey, you're wearing the same shirt that you wore last week. It's, it happens from time to time. What, 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 like, what happens? Like, do you and your dry cleaner get into a fist fight and then... No, I mean, my mom. <laughs> that's what, I mean, no, I try not to overbear her with too many clothes at once. So what happens, man, you know, I have a lot of shirts, by the way. I thought about this coming in. I was like, people probably think I have, like, four shirts because that's all I wear on that episode. What happens? Because, like, you... you oh, I have to ask you this. Yes, okay. Do you drop your laundry off at your mom's yes. house? Yes. Yes, absolutely. God, you're such an only child she and a mama's boy. Cannot, I, tro- I tell everybody, I'll get the Niagara spray. I got the fancy iron, the Rowenta. You know, that should cost like $150 for an iron. I'm there doing it. I'm like, nope, not working. Creases isn't coming out, which is white stuff. You know what? Let me just take this to mom's. And then she's like a magician. Like, sure, all right. Do, 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 do. Seven, pants, seven socks, underwear. When I say not even seven minutes, for a full outfit, top and bottom, crispy, smells great. And I just kind of wear them until they look like this. Okay. And then somehow they don't get put in the back of the rotation. They stay in the front of the rotation. Yeah. I actually have like a whole set of like unused, like, you know, crispy shirts. But those are for... Tags are still on them? I mean, those too. But yeah, it's just, you know. All right. Yeah. Um, one day I'm going to go to Tom James. Shout out my boy Jeff to Shetta. Yes. Yeah. You know, one day I'll, he'll come in for a, a dual appointment and I'll be able to get sized up for some nice some, for my, some nice threads. For those tuning in for the first time, Jeff was a guest that we had on. Yeah. Um, and it was a really cool episode. Yeah. That it was basically dressed for success. Right. And we brought in a clothier who comes in and, and dresses right. businessmen and businesswomen mm-hmm. In tailor-made suits, shirts, pants, skirts, the whole whole kit and caboodle. Yep. I even buy jeans from Jeff. Some of my favorite jeans and most comfortable jeans I got from Jeff. So shout out to Jeff. Speaking of tuning in for the first time, Mm -hmm. if you're tuning in for the first time, if you're watching us on YouTube, thank you. Mm -hmm. Hopefully you went ahead and clicked subscribe. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you're not watching us on YouTube, know that you can actually watch us on YouTube. We have a YouTube channel. It's called The Lone Officer Podcast. Subscribe. You can see all 130 plus episodes. It's a great place for you to to make comments, to ask questions. Mm-hmm. So it's become a forum. Yeah, basically. With, with within itself. Yeah. If you are tuned into YouTube, but you don't have the ability to take YouTube on the road with you, you can also listen to us. We're on Spotify. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Google Play. Basically anywhere that you can find. A podcast, you'll find us. Yep. It's the Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. Please give us a five-star review. Please subscribe, share, all of that. Yep. If you want to follow us on our social media, we're just about anywhere social media is. We're not on Pinterest. Mm-hmm. I don't see us ever getting on Pinterest. I don't know. I don't know. But we are on TikTok. Yep. We're on Instagram, yep. Facebook, LinkedIn, at The Lone Officer Podcast, and you can follow me individually. I'm Dustin Owen on LinkedIn. It's a great way to connect. Uh, It's also a good way to ask questions, leave comments, um, or just connect in general. For sure. Cool. We got all that business taken care of. Very smooth. And eventually, if Dennis Miller gets off his ass. If Dennis Miller gets off his ass and John (laughs) Coleman starts to collaborate better with him. whoa, whoa. We will have tloponline.com. That is T-L-O-P-Online.com. Mm-hmm. And depending on when you're checking this out, this is June of 2021. Yeah. So if you're listening to, to this in July or after, mm-hmm. more than likely the website's up. Check us out. Yeah. But if you are a um, 
already a subscriber, already a fan. By the way, thank you. Yeah. You guys are the foundation. Love you girls are what has gotten us this far and what's going to allow us to continue right. to level up month after month, year after year. Yep. So please do not think that we've forgotten about you. We cherish you. We love everything that you've brought to the table, and we love the fact that you're, you're tuning in. Yes. Um, but I, I do know, because I just noticed episode five that we did, <laughs> episode five that we did a year ago Yeah. has has a thousand views. Just now, yeah. Yeah, now, because what, what has transpired, and this is pretty much any time that you're starting anything, mm-hmm. right? Whether it's training for a triathlon, whether it's a real estate career, it's a real estate investment career, it's a new dental practice. Mm-hmm. Like, you name it, it's a restaurant, it's a bar. It takes time. It does. It takes time. So now when you and I release an episode, we hit 1,000 views on YouTube pretty quickly. Yeah. You know, and then we have some that have 19,000, mm-hmm. 6,000, 4,000, mm-hmm. but we hit 1,000 pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. But our early episodes, oh, that God. was not the case. God, you know, we were happy if we got yeah, 25, yeah. 50. Yeah. When we hit 100 on one, it was like, oh, oh my gosh. Yeah, it was yeah. it, it was, so it's really cool knowing that people are going back and they're checking out stuff we did a year ago. Yeah. And one way I want to apologize, right? Because we weren't as good as we are today a year ago. Just like I hope that we're we're – Immensely better a year from from now than we are today. Well, that was infancy stuff. That that was, we were trying to find our groove, we're trying to find our voice, our cadence, et cetera. But it's really cool that episode five I just noticed on YouTube has over a thousand views. It's awesome. Yeah, because then you multiply that by, well, how many listens are we getting on Spotify? How many listens are we getting on Google? How many on, on Apple? And I'm like, cool. Yeah. That means most episodes, we're, we're probably getting a few thousand. Oh, yeah. Easily. And then some upwards of, of 20, 30, 40,000. Absolutely. Right? So that's pretty cool. Yeah. That means we're doing something right. Yeah. Let's continue doing it. Let's continue doing Let's it. Let's continue doing it. Okay. So today's topic, today's episode. Yeah. You picked it. Okay. I'll talk about it. Well, actually, I heard you say, and I picked it from what you know when you were just talking, because you pick up a lot of antidotes, and if you can listen fast enough, Dio says a lot of intelligent, smart things. And one of the things he said is uh, how you turn your leads in to loans. Well, yeah, that, that was is, is interesting because John, his, his, his office are outside of my office, so he eavesdrops a lot. And I talk really loud, like really loud, so bad that sometimes people have to come shut my door because like Dio, either shut up or we're going to shut your door. I'm like, just shut my door. And I think what it is is I have a hard time hearing. So if I can't hear someone, I talk louder, which makes no sense. <laughs> but, yeah, that's how my quirky brain operates. Right. And... You were listening in, and I think I had a loan officer actually in my uh, in my office, and we were just kind of doing what we do, mm-hmm. which is you know, some coaching, some some one minute managing, and it was like, hey, I'm getting all these leads, but how do I convert them? Mm-hmm. And then later, you you said to me, yeah. you're like, yeah, you know, people get all these loans, and how do they convert them into leads? Mm-hmm. I go, well, John, that's not what the topic's on, but that's a great topic, right? Right. So we're gonna do the easy one. Mm-hmm. How do I convert leads into loans? Okay. But. Because of your wizardry, (laughs) your word smithsmanship, we're going to also talk about how you can turn loans into leads. Ah. That sounds a little back-asswards. But it makes sense. But you can turn a loan into a lead, and then how do you turn a lead into a loan? Okay. All right? I like it. And then what I'm hoping to do is once the website is built, is that I want to be able to start housing 
not just content, but also tools that coincides with the content. Right. And I think this is an episode that whether it's a lead tracker that we put out mm -hmm. or uh, whether it's the 31 day prospect follow up system that we put out, I want to be able to have content on the website that if you listen to this episode and you need some tools oh, can, yeah. that you can, hey, let's go on the website. Not only can I, can I hear this content again and, and it's kind of a storefront, but there's also going to be some tools. Right. It's now, cool. Some of those tools, you may have to be a premium member mm -hmm. to access. Some of those tools we're going to give you for free. For sure. That's what you and I and Dennis Miller haven't quite figured out. We'll get there once the website's built. But I like the way you said it now, so I, yeah. can, I can work off that. Yep. And I, I, it, that was as much for you as it is for the audience, yeah. anyone tuning in, anyone listening. Yeah. All right. So we're going to start with the easy one. Okay. Okay. We work too hard to obtain a lead. Right? Mm -hmm. In general. A lot goes into it. Whether you're a bank loan officer, you're a mortgage broker, you're a life insurance salesperson. You're a realtor. You're a home flipper. Mm. Right? I have friends that have the home flipping business. And I talk to them all the time about how hard it is to find someone who is willing to sell their home. Mm -hmm. Okay? So we, business people, are in the lead generation business. But we work so hard and sometimes spend a lot of money to acquire that lead. How do we make sure that we're converting at the highest level? Let's talk about that. Okay. First things first, understand that it takes seven, seven attempts to get someone to say yes to you. Okay. Mm -hmm. So you, a lot of times, depending on the type of lead that you have, you have to reach out and touch this person seven times before you can get them to actively engage in hearing you and understanding your value proposition and agreeing to do business with you. So most people fail because they stop at one, two, or three. Mm. Now, three attempts is better than two, and two is better than one. Mm -hmm. Most people are like, oh, I called them. Oh, I emailed them. Oh, I had a good conversation. Well, now what? You had a good conversation, but what are you doing to follow up with them? So the first thing that I'm gonna, I'm gonna teach, and I'm gonna teach it from a loan officer perspective, that's what I know the best, mm -hmm. but I want anyone else listening in that this isn't just for loan officers. Other professionals, especially sales professionals or business operators or entrepreneurs, can do something very similar, right? You can swipe and adapt from one industry and bring it into your industry. Mm -hmm. So you as a loan officer, you go out and you work hard to get a lead. Whether you're a bank LO and you built a relationship with the bank tellers within some of your branches, mm -hmm. or you built a relationship with the, the private banker or the financial advisors and they're referring you, mm -hmm. whether you're going out and you're building relationships with builders, realtors, uh, attorneys, CPAs, HR managers, whatever you did to obtain that lead, whether you spent $100 or $1,000 or $10,000 with Zillow, mm -hmm. you did something to acquire that lead. What are you now going to do to make sure that you convert it? Mm. So the first thing I want you to understand is what I said is this, the seven. Mm -hmm. You are going to have to contact this person up to seven times. Mm -hmm. Now, once you've had them contacted, it doesn't mean that you're able to, 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 to forget it. Mm -hmm. You're going to have to have some kind of a lead tracker, right. lead follow-up system. My favorite one is the 31-day prospect follow-up system. I love it because it does not require technology. Okay. It does not require a computer. It does not right. require money being spent besides maybe right. 10, 20, 30 bucks at the local office depot. Yeah. All right. And that's where you go and you get yourself a portable filing drawer. Okay. Okay. All right. Think of a um, milk crate. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, mean, yeah, 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 yeah. 
you go and you buy 31 plus 12 is 43. Mm -hmm. 43 green hanging folders. Right, okay, yeah. And then you go out and you buy a few hundred manila folders. Okay. What you need is a way to make sure that you are consistently staying in front of the people you've already spoken to about doing business with you. Mm -hmm. I use the 31-day prospect follow-up system because it's easy, it's cheap, and it doesn't require technology. What I do is when I talk to John Coleman, who, who, who's interested in using my service or buying my product, I create a manila folder. From that folder, I leave notes and when I need to follow up with John. Mm -hmm. Let's say today is Tuesday and John's going to go out looking at properties on Friday. Mm -hmm. I want to follow up with John on Friday to just say hi, let him know my availability for over the weekend. And I also want to follow up with John on Monday after he went out and looked at homes. Okay. So I'm going to take John's folder and let's say, let's say today is Tuesday the 15th. Mm -hmm. Then I know Friday would be the 18th, mm -hmm. I want to move John's folder into 18. So when I talk about a 31-day prospect follow-up system, I have two filing drawers or two milk crates. Mm -hmm. One is labeled 1 through 31 because there's up to 31 days in right. every month. The other is, is, is months 1 through 12 or January through December. Right. So these are the green hanging folders that have tabs and today I talked to John on the 15th. I know I want to follow up with him on the 18th before he goes out and look at, looks at properties. I'm going to move his Manila folder, mm -hmm. his individual folder, mm -hmm. with his information on it and in it, which, by the way, I probably used a pen. Mm -hmm. And I wrote my notes on it. And then I moved it to Friday. Mm. So when I come to work on Friday, I know yeah, to call yeah, John. Right. Let's say um, I then talk to John on Friday. I know he's looking at homes on Monday mm -hmm. and on Monday I call him and John's like, it was terrible. We hated every home in the market. We're renewing our lease. Mm. Okay. That means I'm going to take John out of that, that day. Let's say he's moved from 18 to 21. Mm. I move him out of the 21st and I'm like, well, we're in June, 2021. His lease is a 12 month lease. So I now want to follow up with John, not in June of 2022, because that would be too late. I want to catch him like in March of 2022, because that's when John's lease is going to be 90 days from expiring. This is when John should be looking to get, get pre-approved again and go out and buy a house. Damn, that's I then take that and I put it. Okay. So I could do a whole episode on the 31-day prospect follow-up system. Mm. Just know the point of converting a lead into a loan is you have to have some kind of a system that allows you to track your leads and you have to actually pick up the phone and physically call them. Question for you, because what popped in my mind when you said that is like, oh, we can't find a house. I'm just going to rent. How, what percentage of like younger loan officers do you think at that point you'd be like, oh, it's dead. I'll just kind of forget Most. about it. Realtors, loan officers, um, insurance salespeople, Person they, they just the stop. That's, that's the point. I learned this from Mike Smalley, a three-time guest on this show, mm -hmm. a almost $100 million individual producer, right. right? A guy who helps run a $800 million region right. that consists of eight branches. You know, like mm -hmm. I learned from Mike long ago, like how did he achieve the success he did as, a, as an originator? He relentlessly pursues every single lead better than most. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't need technology to do it. He needs an Excel spreadsheet that is color coded that allows him to track his leads. Mm -hmm. And he needs a prospect follow-up system. At a bare minimum, if you can do that, 
you're able to convert more leads into loans because you're not just talking to people who want to do business with you today, but you're staying in front of the people who are going to want to do business with you or someone like you six months, nine months, 12 months down the road. Yeah. All you have to be able to do is work that system, work that, yeah. right? And you don't need technology or to spend a whole lot of money on it. Damn, that's smart. Now, what if, what if you utilize technology, right? Whether it was Jungo, whether it was Top of Mind, whether it was Usherpa or, or one of the many other industry um, forward-thinking client retention management, CRM yeah. systems. Oh, wow. You could then take it to the next level. But if you notice, I discussed mm -hmm. a lead tracker and a 31-day prospect follow-up system that makes you utilize your phone and your voice before I ever discussed a CRM. Now, you can drop a lot of money and spend a lot of time implementing a CRM that would allow you to auto-generate text messages and auto-generate voicemails and auto-generate mm -hmm. emails that will go out to your clients as a way of staying in front of them, and I highly recommend it. But before you get there, I would tell you dominate a lead tracker mm -hmm. and dominate the 31-day the, the prospect follow-up system. Yeah. Nothing's ever going to be able to take away from you personally touching right. or someone from your team personally reaching right. out and touching those people utilizing a phone call. Right. But you can then have a, a CRM in place. Mm -hmm. If by doing those two things, that is how you increase your lead conversion. Now, you also have to be just damn good at what you do, mm -hmm. right? Like, like when that person talks to you, you have to be able to give them an experience better than they got when they called their bank. Mm -hmm. When they picked up in the phone and they called the 800 number on the TV commercial they saw, or when they went online to one of those disastrous websites like bankrate.com or LendingTree, mm -hmm. and um, they ended up becoming a number. Right. You have to separate yourself. What's their experience like? Are you a true advisor? Are you talking to them about a holistic approach to them obtaining a home loan to help them purchase a home? Mm -hmm. You know, it's like... That also, in my opinion, probably is the number one way to increase your, your lead conversion. And it's also to get better leads, yeah. right? It's also to get better leads. If you want to increase your lead conversion, where are your leads coming from, right? Mm -hmm. Like, do you have referral partners who say, oh, you're looking to buy a house? Cool, you're not pre-approved yet? Look, you need to call John Coleman because mm -hmm. John is the best person I know to give you advice get you closed on time and get your offer accepted. Mm. He's who I trust. Are you being referred that way? Or are you be referred, oh, you know what? Here's another name to call. Call them and see what type of rates they can offer you. Mm. See what type of programs they, they, they have available. Mm. Yeah. When you're referred the wrong way, it could be a good lead in terms of they qualify, mm. but referred the wrong way. So you as a professional, you have to teach people how you like to be referred. No. If you can teach how you like to be referred, then you can increase your conversion ratio. Then you right. can turn more leads into loans. Right. Here's an easy way to have that conversation because it can sometimes be a hard conversation. Flip the script. Ask your referral source. Hey, ma'am or sir, how do you like to be referred? Well, what do you mean? Well, like there's times, whether they're my neighbors or my friends or someone I met at a networking function, that they're going to need your services. And when I go to refer you, how would you like me to refer you? I've never actually thought of it that way. Okay. Think about it and let me know. Right. Would you like for me to tell you how I, li how I like to be referred? 
Okay, yeah, maybe that can help me out. Yeah. The way that I like to be referred is this way. I am a trusted local advisor. I understand that in, in your position, you probably have a couple people that are just as good as me. What I ask is that when you refer me, you refer me. You let the client know that, that I'm the person that you trust to do the best job for them. Now, if they want to go elsewhere and they, and they want to compare, let them go compare. But I prefer that they find that on their own and you can let them know, hey, look, this is who I know, like, and trust to do the best job for you. There's lenders online. There's lenders on TV. There's your bank. If you want to go elsewhere and, and look for other professionals that could assist you, feel free to, but this is the one person that, that I like. Okay. That's how I want to be referred. Right. I, would, I would rather if a referral partner had 10 referrals to give in a month and they could give all 10, two or three cards, or they could give three to this person, three to that person, three to me, mm. I'd rather just be three. Mm. I'd rather be three referred the right way than 10 referred the wrong way. Oh, but I have to have those conversations. So if I'm trying to focus on turning leads into loans, that's another thing I need to focus on is how am I referred and where am I getting my leads from? Mm. If I'm getting my leads from some lead aggregator, whether it's Boomtown, Market Leader, Zillow, Realtor.com, I'm going to put it out there. This is the word, the gospel, according to me, Dustin Owen. They're garbage. Mm. I'm not saying that you can't convert them. I'm not saying that, that um, you can't run a successful operation. My experience is that lead is garbage. Mm -hmm. I have to sort through 10 times the amount of those leads as I do a lead referred to me by a past client, by a realtor, a builder, a financial advisor, a CPA, mm -hmm. an HR manager. So if I'm working those leads, I have to have really awesome systems in place. I have to utilize technology, dialers, text message, email campaigns, mm -hmm. because there's zero trust in that lead. It's a much harder lead to convert. Mm -hmm. I would much rather not spend money on Zillow, Boomtown, Market mm -hmm. Leader. I would much rather take my money and go build a relationship with a realtor, a builder, a CPA, a financial advisor, work my past client database, throw, throw client appreciation events. Mm -hmm. That's, that's right. where I, and, and I have found success in doing so. Right. So those are the four things you need to do. If you want to turn more, turn your leads into more loans, right. you need to first have a lead tracker and you need to relentlessly pursue all leads mm -hmm. by calling them, by staying in front of them. The easiest way to that I know how to do that is utilizing the 31-day prospect follow-up system. You need to look into some technology, some kind of a CRM, right? Whether it's, again, top of my network, whether it's uh, Jungo, whether it's Usherpa, something along those lines that can help automate some of your touch points of staying in front. Right. You need to be damn good at what you do. When they have a conversation with you, it needs to be different. It needs to be better than the conversation they had when they talked to the person wearing a headset at the call center because they called mm -hmm. some kind of an advertisement they saw on TV or on the internet. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that's on you. When I tell you not to spend money, spend the money on you becoming a better professional. Go to conferences, go to conventions, pay for a mortgage coach, pay for a subscription to MBS Highway, mm -hmm. right? Like uh, take a Xenix course. Like do something that's going to make you better to make you stand out. Mm -hmm. And then the fourth thing is teach people how you want to be referred, mm -hmm. right? 
focus on who are the referral sources? How am I being referred? Mm -hmm. If you're referred better, you'll convert at a higher ratio. Yeah. Okay. So that's a real simple how to high level, by the way, yeah. high level, like when, and if we launch our coaching program, which I'm going to throw it out there. I'm going to foreshadow. Mm -hmm. I see us doing that. Yeah. I see us by 2022 launching some form of a coaching system. Mm -hmm. And I, I foresee us probably having an incubator for people who are newer in their, in their industry. Mm -hmm. I see us probably having something that's like a, a varsity level. Right. It's like, Hey, I know what I'm doing. I made it th through the first two years. Right. I'm consistently closing X amount of business and making X amount of dollars, but I'm nowhere close to where I need to be. Mm -hmm. And then I had the people who are, Hey, I figured out how to really do a lot of business at a high level, mm -hmm. but I need help being less of a mess. Right. I need, I need help on, on scaling. I need right. help on running a business. Mm -hmm. Then we'll have a, a, a platform for them. So I mm -hmm. see us having three platforms, right. all part of the website that we're hoping to build. Correct. But what I just discussed, that's high level, mm -hmm. right? You'll, you'll need some tools that hopefully the, the website will mm -hmm. eventually have, and you may need to even talk about or consider spending some money on professional coaching where they can dive deep and answer all your questions right. on that. All right. So that's how to turn leads into loans. Right. We want to turn loans into leads. Yeah. You also Only said because I think it was a bit of a, it was of a, a word, word jumble. It was. But then when I, when I stumbled, I was like, whoa. Yeah. That's how creativity works. Yeah. 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 You, you tell yourself that, John. <laughs> I mean, I, no, but you, you threw it out there like, yeah, we're doing an episode on how to turn loans into leads. I'm like, well, I think we're doing how to turn leads into loans, but I can do one on loans into leads. You're like, you can? Yeah. And we debated, do we do two separate or do we do one? I said, let's just let's do, do one. one. Yeah. Let's do one. So something to keep in mind. When you are fortunate enough that someone has selected you as the person that they're going to trust with their home loan, because mm -hmm. you got to keep in mind, no one wants a mortgage. They all want a house. They mm -hmm. all want a home. And you're the facilitator. You're going to help them purchase that home. When you're talking to them, there are so many opportunities for leads, so many. And I find that most loan officers are unable to achieve becoming above average or great because they stay in the lane of average because they don't do this. Mm -hmm. These are time-tested, proven strategies. When you're doing a loan, especially a purchase loan, your number one goal should be to impress the hell out of the listing agent so that the listing agent will agree to meet with you mm. because if you meet with that listing agent, you will create potentially a referral source to last years, if not decades, that can feed you more leads. Mm. Now, by doing so, you have to do things like Tuesday status update calls. You, you have to close on time, mm -hmm. proactively communicate, mm -hmm. all things that we preach and teach all over many right. episodes uh, that yeah. we've done throughout yeah. the past year, year and four months. Yeah. But... That's your easiest opportunity to turn a loan into a lead. And that's going to be a faucet of leads. Mm -hmm. Same thing goes with the title company. There's a title company or a closing attorney involved in that transaction. If you can proactively communicate with status updates to that title company, you can have that title company, A, look your way when they have another transaction going sideways. Maybe you can come in and be a rescue. Mm -hmm. That's a good way to turn one loan into more leads. You can also build a relationship with that title company that maybe that title company would partner with you on things like lunch and learns and happy hours. And that title company can introduce you to other realtors or builders yeah. that need a good lender like yourself. Now you're talking to uh, at least one person during the home loan process. That's your borrower, usually multiple people. And those people know people mm -hmm. at which point or points have you asked them to refer to you? Mm -hmm. Like, 
I look at my buddy Mike Sue at Northwestern Mutual. I look at Jeff with Tom James. Those two sales professionals dominate this one tactic. Sometimes annoyingly. But guess what? They're still my friends. I'm still a client of theirs, and I still refer the hell out of them. Right. So although they annoy me when they do this, it works. And they're still my friends, and I'm, right. st I'm still a client. Question for you on yeah. that, because uh, I could see some people like, well, I, I want to follow up. You know, I need to touch this person seven times, but I don't want to be that annoying guy that's like, you know, always pulling or tugging. How, how do you get around that stigma? Do you have any tips for that to where you're not, you're not, you're not being like that annoying salesperson, but you are being diligent and following up? Yes. You don't need any more friends. These people are not your friends. If they become your friends, great. You're going to treat them better than you treat your friends. Right. Right? I mean, you are. Oh, yeah, right. I know. Yeah. Right. yeah I, I sure as hell hope my buddies treat their clients a lot better than they treat me. <laughs> Rob, Joey, JJ, especially. Right. Peep, he's usually always nice to me. Right. The other three, whew. Okay. You know? Right. Um, but they're not your friends. So it doesn't matter. They're the person who's going to help you feed your family, feed your retirement, mm -hmm. feed your kids 529, allow you to go on cool-ass vacations like out to the 70 Ranch in Cody, Wyoming, or just right. north of Cody, Wyoming, Sunlight Basin, right? right? Mm -hmm. That's, that's you know, they're, they're the people who are going to want you to do a great job for them once they're going to come back to you three more times. They're going to tell their children when they become adults to call you. Right. They're going to tell their coworkers. So, look, I'm, I'm out to make a client. I'm out to make a friend. And I've been coached and I've been trained and I've been taught that I need to do these tactics. I need to develop the skill set in order mm. to achieve my goals. Right. And if along the way one person is bothered by that, that's okay. Because I'm not looking for a new spouse or a new best friend. Mm. I'm not looking for a mother or a father. Like that, there's those, those voids are already filled. And if they're not filled... I'm sure it's heck not going to look towards a client. Now, does it happen? Sure. I'm sure along the way people have met because mm -hmm. they were clients and they got married and this beautiful family right. and this wonderful life because of it. But ultimately, that's no. that's that's a um, a one-off. Yep. So when I was talking about Jeff with Tom James mm -hmm. and I was talking about Mike Sue with Northwestern, what they do really well is they don't let me leave mm -hmm. without getting at least one, but preferably three names and numbers of people that I think could benefit their services right. or benefit from their services. Right. So when you are a loan officer or a realtor or a financial advisor or a life insurance salesperson or a dentist or an attorney, like anyone, you have a client in front of you mm -hmm. and you're giving them great experience and great service and value. Hey, John, if you like what I'm doing, I like to work with people like you. Mm. You're my ideal client. And here's what I've learned. Birds of a feather flock together. You probably hang out with people who A, I would like just as much as you, and B, could benefit from my services. Off the top of your, your mind, who should I be connecting with right now? Yeah. That's every conversation that you have. So when you pre-approve someone, you should ask them, hey, who else do you know? There's this thing called the reticular activator. The reticular activator teaches me that if I went out and bought a lime green Volkswagen Beetle, a bug, I haven't seen one of those in years, but the minute I own one, I'm going to see one a day every single day because my reticular activator is turned on. John, you're currently getting pre-approved to purchase your first house. You probably a year ago couldn't have told me one person who was looking to buy a house. Right. But now that you are, I'm going to promise you, your, your reticular activator is turned on and you're going to be cognizant, just aware of other people. Will you do me a favor? If you like the service that I'm doing, I'm, for the most part, buy referral only here. 
Would you do me the honor of introducing me? You can be via email. You can call me with your name and number, text me, introduce me to, to that person that you know who also is interested in buying a house. I'd love to help them the same way I'm helping you. So I can ask for a referral at the pre-approval aspect. I can sure as heck make sure I ask for a referral when I'm calling and letting them know that they're fully approved, they're clear to close. Hey, who else could I benefit? Who else do you know is looking to buy a house? Who else wants to be your neighbor? Mm -hmm. If it's a refinance, who else, who else can you think of that could benefit from lowering their interest rate, from consolidating debt, from, doing, from pulling equity out of their home to do home improvement projects? Mm -hmm. Like that is every time. Now we mention all the time that we call on as sales professionals, as mortgage loan originators, we're typically calling on people like realtors and builders, financial advisors and CPAs, mm. attorneys, HR managers. Well, during the process of doing a loan for somebody, you're gonna come across one of those people. Like we already talked about the listing agent, duh, right? We already have that <laughs> one. But have we talked about the HR manager? Well, you or your processor is gonna to have to do some kind of a right. verification of employment. Right. Why not reach out, even if your processor does the, the verification of employment, yeah. reach out a day later to thank that person. Hey, I just want to thank you so much for, for, for turning that around quickly. Mm -hmm. You don't know how much that means for Mr. Jones and Mrs. Jones who are buying their first house. And then, hey, by the way, do you all offer any type of benefits to your employee and to your employees who are looking to purchase a home? Anyone in HR understands that in order for employees to stay happy and stay retained, those that own homes are more than likely to stay with their employer than those that don't. Mm. If you own a home, you're less transient than if you don't own a home. So HR managers, they want to have more homeowners employed than non-homeowners employed. They also want to be able to bring benefits to their employees. Mm. Hopefully benefits that don't cost the company money. That's where you come in. Let's say you're working on a very complex borrower who has crazy tax returns. Okay, a lot of times it's just easier for me to say as the loan officer, hey, John, Who's your CPA? It'd probably be easier for me and your CPA to hop on the horn and just kind of talk as two mm. professionals. That's my opportunity to shine. That's my opportunity to audition as a mortgage professional that speaks and thinks and operates at a higher level than that CPA is used to. Because when I'm interacting with the CPA, I can then hit them up for a meeting, for a coffee, for a lunch, remind them what I do for a living. Let them know that I'm right down the road. Maybe find a commonality. Right. Maybe we're both fans of the same college football team, or we both went to the same right. um, elementary school. What, you know, whatever the case may be. Our kids play in the same Babe Ruth baseball right. program. So then divorce attorneys, right? Mm -hmm. if, if someone doesn't have their divorce decree and it's needed or their marital separation agreement and it's, and it's needed, instead of you asking them to go get it, maybe you say, hey, do you remember who your attorney was? I'll, I'll reach out to him. Yeah. I'll reach Damn, out to them. yeah. That's just through the process of the, the loan process. I even understand there's like 17, 20 touch points, opportunities for you to ask for, you know, there are not so many opportunities. And we as sales professionals, we fail because we're lazy. We're fair. We fail because we're timid. It's our fault that we don't do 200 loans a year. It's no one else's fault, but our own. I promise you that it's, it, it, this is not a, if you build it, they will come business when it comes to lead generating. This is a, if you, lead generate like crazy and you're burning the candle at both ends of the stick, mm. you can always hire someone to come in and help you stay organized, help you field the phone calls. Mm. But we tend to not do it because we're for the most part, I use the word lazy, maybe complacence nicer, 
We're complacent. Procrastinate. Oh, that sounds like a great idea. I'll get to it. And yeah. Just never well, the it. best time to start anything is now. Right. I mean, the best time. You want to quit smoking, John? No. It's real easy. Real easy. Quit putting the cigarette to your lip. That's how easy it is. Yeah. Quit buying cigarettes. Those are the two things you have to do to quit. It doesn't have to be on Monday. It can be on Tuesday. Yeah, you want to start doing this? Do it now. Don't wait till next month. Don't wait until your processor's back from vacation or your underwriting manager is this or, oh, I got to get through the summer months. or No, you just start doing it. Even if you're only able to do it at a level 4 out of 10. Level 4 out of 10 is better than, than 2 out of 10 or mm -hmm. 0 out of 10. Mm -hmm. Eventually, you want to get to where you're doing it at a 7 or a 9 out of 10. 10 out of 10, I think, is basically impossible. That means you're perfect. That means you never have a bad day. Now, you can do a 10 out of 10 on, on a Wednesday, but maybe maybe Thursday is a 4 out of 10 mm -hmm. and Friday is a 9 out of 10. But you mm -hmm. want to average 7 to 9 out of 10. Right. And you want to start doing all these things now. Mm -hmm. But you are the reason why you're not closing more loans. Period. You are the reason why you're not converting at a higher ratio. You are in the driver's seat. You control. I think that's a big thing people um, have a hard time swallowing. It's the person in the mirror. But that's a whole nother conversation Damn, that that's a good. whole nother topic use that on tiktok that and, was a and, and and quite honestly that that may be something that you have to really dive deep in with a coach or some kind of a coaching program yeah you're like that's that and, and that may not even be like the incubator coaching mm -hmm. that may be towards the end of a semester for varsity level mm -hmm. or maybe even like you don't even get into that until master's level right. coaching but uh this episode was truly about ways that you can convert leads into loans mm -hmm. at a higher percentage, and then how you can convert loans into leads. Right. If you like what we're doing, please continue to check us out. If you checked us out for the first time, make sure you subscribe, make sure you share, comment, mm -hmm. email us, reach out to us. We love to hear from you. Show suggestions. Yep. We're open to criticism. Yep. If and when you find that I misspoke or John misspoke, call us out. Yeah. We're totally open to it. Yep. We need to get better. We only get better by, by hearing from you. Mm -hmm. We're on TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, at The Loan Officer Podcast. Yep. You can watch us on YouTube. Yep. Our channel is The Loan Officer Podcast. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, or anywhere else that you can find podcasts. Yes. He's John Coleman. I'm Dustin Owen. You just tuned in to the Loan Officer Podcast. That's all the time we have for you today. We'll catch you on the next episode.